Welcome to the New Kind of Man podcast, where we are growing stronger and more capable men. We believe that every man can be a good man, and we are here to help men on their journey to become new men. These men will become better at leading themselves and better at leading in their homes and workplaces. Paul the Apostle gave the command to put on the new man. On this podcast, I interview people who become new men relationally, physically, spiritually, or intellectually. This happens through their stories of stretching, grit, and determination. We want the good, the bad, and the ugly, so we all can become better men. So let's get after it. Welcome to the New Kind of Man podcast, and today we have the special treat of uh, bringing on Adam Asher. He is the man behind the edge of adventure. We've been connected for a little while on social media, and he has a unique story and a unique work that uh, you men need to know. So, Adam, how are you? I'm doing great, Chad. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all of your work um, and it's just been great to connect with you on social media get to learn about you and your passion and it really is an honor to be on the podcast yeah thank you very much yeah i found out about you i think originally just uh, somehow connected on instagram and really started to draw into your story and it's, it's kind of uh, you know it's kind of intriguing the edge of adventure i'm like who doesn't love an adventure and and then I heard you on uh, Michael's podcast, and I thought, man, I've got to have him on the New Kind of Man podcast because uh, of that story. So what I'd like to do is uh, just kind of give you an opportunity to give us a little bit of the backstory of The Edge of Adventure. Well, thanks again, Chad. And yeah, Michael um, with Man Under Construction uh, does a fantastic job. So a shout out to him. Appreciate the opportunity uh, to be on his podcast. And you guys should definitely check it out if you're you haven't man under construction check out that uh the uh instagram there and uh chad just again super super honored to be here um yeah again my name is adam asher and i'm the host and creator of the edge of adventure and you can find more find out about it at theedgeofadventure.com simply put it is a video series where i am the host and i take you as the viewer to a faraway land somewhere, someplace that's off the beaten path, take you to some of the most remote corners of the globe to witness some of the most inspiring acts of service. And that's humanitarian work of uh, any number of different kinds. It might be uh, areas where um, people need food or where we gotta get kids off the streets or organizations are um, helping the people to develop their communities economically in some way, uh, medical care, dental care, you name it. I've always been impressed or moved or inspired by the organizations and the people that do those kinds of things. And I've always loved to travel. It's always been kind of a fun thing for me. And uh, I just uh, felt like I needed to combine those two passions and uh, use my media skills and journalistic skills and begin to tell the stories of the people and the organizations around the world who are giving of themselves to help others. And that is my concept behind the edge of adventure. That is awesome. Yeah. I was checking out some of the videos and man, you guys need to go to the website. I'll link all that in the show notes as well. Uh, just 
the work that you do, the video work and the storytelling is remarkable. And, and really what I was, I think what I was drawn to the most is the fact that you're celebrating somebody else's service. That is phenomenal. I mean, we, that is a message that the world needs and to uh, just to elevate other people who are deciding to get outside of themselves and, and serve wherever that is in the globe. And of course, I'm sure that takes you to some interesting places. We'll probably get to that in just a couple of minutes. Well, the next segment that I would like to dig into is the fast five. So this is just five uh, fast, furious questions ranging from uh, some of the things that are specific to you, but just so others get to know you a little bit better. And uh, so you ready? Sounds good. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So if the I, first see if I can do this. What is your, what was your favorite place that you visited? So a little bit of a cop-out question here. I probably will have to say that uh, favorite places are hard for me. They're, it's hard for me to, to think about because um, I find something amazing in every place that I go. They're not all the same. I mean, you know, some of the places are just, um, they might be just beautiful in terms of, of the terrain or, mm. Uh, the countryside and other places, the beauty is in a unique element of culture or the way uh, you're treated in a place and, and loved and embraced. So, um, yeah, I I would really have a hard time answering that. Um, I I love to go anywhere, and I would go anywhere. And the places are not the same. Uh, the cultures and the people are not the same. Um, Certainly would have to say that I immensely have enjoyed my time in Nicaragua mm -hmm. in recent years. And in particular, that was the, the my debut season of the Edge of Adventure is based in Nicaragua. So I'd certainly have to give a shout out to, to that beautiful country and those beautiful people. I love that answer because that means you're really open minded no matter where you go, that you're just looking to take in the beauty, whether it's culture, whether it's the, you know, just the scenery, the geography, whatever it is. So that just uh, it sounds like you just open yourself up to receive whatever the beauty is. I, I hope so. That. I mean, that that's that would be my my intent. I uh, I do love to travel, but the thing for me that's always been missing in if it's travel for just for travel's sake then it's cool i mean it's nice and mm -hmm. and uh you know hey it's okay we all need vacations and it's sure, good to yeah. do those sorts of things but i am really uh, i've always been struck with okay i, I want to go somewhere i want it to be hard to get to and i want to somehow know that my trip there mattered well, what motivates you Chad, I think probably the short answer to that would be um, making a difference. I, I want to make a difference. Um, I, I want to be a good leader. I want to be a good father. Uh, I, I want to, you know, tell these stories as I travel around the world and meet these great servants around the world doing these wonderful things to help other people. I want to serve them in some way. I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you that I've achieved all of that and, and that that I am those things, but I, I sincerely hope that um, I'm a good leader and a good servant too of people. So short answer probably is just to say that I, my motivation would be to make a difference, a positive difference. Hmm. Yeah. I, and I definitely think that you are making a difference. I believe that the difference you're making is most likely a lot bigger than what you even think that it is. So I want to encourage you with that. 
you're elevating someone else. And, uh, and I'm sure that you don't automatically see the, the fruit of all that labor, but it's inspired me. And I guarantee anyone who has gone to the website and they've looked at that and they see what you're about, that they would be uh, excited too. So maybe something that, that has not been that exciting on your trip is, or on trips rather, what is the weirdest food that you have eaten on one of your trips around the globe? Um, weirdest food. So, um, probably weirdest slash least favorite was in Egypt mm-hmm. and it was uh, camel liver and I didn't love it. Didn't love it. I can um, imagine why, you know, you can also, one <laughs> of the, in the culture over there is, um, they're very hospitable. And so if you are in someone's home, they definitely want you to, um, partake and enjoy. And they're great uh, taking care of you. They might, however, in my experience, they might sort of overestimate the amount of food you can eat. So they're great to you. They're having, a, they're being very kind, but they sort of have this anticipation that you're going to be able to eat and keep eating and keep eating. And I, uh, <laughs> I remember feeling kind of caught between that I cannot eat anymore and the not wanting to offend or be unkind to my hosts. So uh, you add all that in and then you're, you're sitting there trying to eat camel liver. So not, not maybe the, uh, what the uh, American palates used to. Uh, yeah, certainly not my palate. I could tell <laughs> you, uh, I've never had, I've been to Egypt and have never eaten uh, a camel's liver. So I totally understand that. So where are you stationed out of? Where are you like right now? Headquarters is Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta is my home and has been my home now for uh, 20 years. And then before mm-hmm. that, it was really a second home. I'm, I'm a Georgia boy, grew up here in Georgia. My family, my, on my mother's side, they're all from Atlanta. So it's always been home. And I've lived here and this has been my actual home for 20 years. And boy, mm-hmm. time flies. Yeah, the ATL, that's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I'm only about two hours south of you so we need to catch up and get a cup of coffee i know that's right. several great coffee shops in atlanta so well they're here it's a great foodie town of course as you know and as a fellow georgia boy you definitely need to um, get get up here to atlanta just let me know when you're going to be up here let's let's grab uh, lunch or coffee or something and be great to meet you in person yeah for sure so has there ever been like a a dangerous situation. I mean, you think about that. I've had the opportunity when I was in the Navy to go to different places in the world and on missions trips, uh, you know, and not really that dangerous for me, but, but I know that there is danger out there. So have you had any dangerous situations? So I'm sure, I mean, I, I think you're kind of racking my brain thinking of a particular moment that I, I thought was particularly dangerous. Um, there's a level of danger in, in, in all of it, I guess. I, I know that when you go to a, a foreign country, uh, you are a guest of the country and you're, um, you, you know, you want to be very respectful and, and, and honor them, of course, because you can, you want to, so the last thing you want to do is get in trouble with the local government somehow by doing something that they don't appreciate. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's, uh, I would say, and I don't want to go back to the Egypt thing, I'd probably say the most um, 
Well, I mean, probably. Now, now I'm thinking of a couple of instances, once in Egypt and, and once in a Latin American country where you, you know that you just sort of stick out as, as a foreigner, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're, the, you're the guy that doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. And the potential dangerous situations come out of nowhere where somebody has a gripe with you or mm-hmm. maybe, uh, you know, maybe they're not in their right mind for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of come up to you p- to, to pick a fight. A couple of times that's happened. I mean, it's always able to you know, deal with it and manage it. It's never been life threatening or anything like that. But you do need to be alert, you know, keep your head on a swivel. For sure. And you should probably do that anywhere, even in, in the, whatever your home country is here in the States or wherever. Um, but it, it's just, it's a good idea to uh, be aware of what's going on around you because it is quite possible and has happened on occasion where you have someone come up out of the blue, out of nowhere mm-hmm. with, uh, to pick a fight and you just, it's not really what you want. So you look to diffuse it mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and get to safety. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understand that. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's definitely something that uh, I've heard recently uh, and just was brought to my attention again, the situational awareness. I think I was having a conversation with my son and talking about the incidents that, that happen with people, you know, usually, you know, we let our guard down or we do something. Uh, it's even in our home where we get in a compromising situation. So I guess the, there's an element of, of danger anytime you put your guard down. So, it, you know, you said, uh, keep your head on a swivel. I served in the Navy and worked on an aircraft carrier. So that is a term that I, <laughs> I am very sure. well adversed with. And well, first uh, of all, yeah, thank you for your service, of course. And, and hopefully people uh, say that to you frequently and, and honor you for that. Yeah, you guys are, I mean, you're putting yourselves in harm, harm's way constantly. Um, and so thank you. For that and and of course uh, yeah we uh, how old is your son my son's 23 okay 23 yeah so uh yeah uh, my son's 22 mm-hmm. and and yeah same sort of thing yeah you we realize if you had a chance to live a little bit you you realize just how dangerous the world is hey, hey, look i mean we we go through life most of the time it's fine but yes whether you're here or elsewhere uh stay aware of your surroundings and and, and just be safe because yeah, there are, are always risks. Absolutely. So I want to get into uh, what I'm going to call the spur and that is questions just to spur men to become stronger. So I want to drill down a little bit into your particular work and just ask you this question. What is adventure to you? I think that's lacking in men, the idea of adventure or maybe the willingness or, or just making it a priority, or maybe they think adventure is childish. You know, maybe they, they go back to some, uh, you know, boyhood thing that they did, and they're like, "Yeah, that was that was when I was a boy, but now I'm a man." So, uh, I certainly don't believe that. I think that adventure is is valuable for for everyone. So, I would just like to know what adventure is to you. So, I agree with you, Chad. Adventure is not childish at all. I think. As children, certainly as boys, we play these adventurous games because from the very beginning, uh, that is what we're made for. We are made for adventure. And it might be a game when we're kids, but it, it really isn't a, a, a game as, as when we're adults, when, as we grow into men. Mm-hmm. We, uh, what is, okay, you ask, what is adventure to me? Mm-hmm. Um, adventure can take many forms, but I think adventure is 
facing the unknown with bravery. Mm, love that. And we have to do that as men and as adults uh, in this world. You can be hit with bad news. You can have an unfortunate situation come up. You can have loss. You can, you know, have somebody turn against you. You, I mean, all these things that happen in life and, and you don't want them. Well, there's unknown. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I mean, maybe, maybe you got to move your family across the country or, or maybe you got to help somebody face a, a, an illness of some kind. Um, there's a level of adventure in all of that. Okay. And mm-hmm. we need to be very, you know, we need to take it seriously that, that we we're called to face the unknown with bravery and in the edge of adventure in the video series. Okay. My objective is to do what I've told you, you know, is to take you to places that are off the beaten path, these remote locations and help to tell the stories of some of the most inspiring acts of service. Okay. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. That is my objective, but the edge of adventure as a video series, as a, a work of art, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's also a metaphor for life. It is also meant to be something that we can all identify with and say, you know what, I need to launch out into this area of the unknown in my own life and I need to face it with bravery and I need to, to take, um, take that on and realize that I have a purpose. There's purpose in that unknown. I may not know what it is yet. I, I might, I might not, but I've got to go face the unknown with bravery and in that, Chad, if we do that, we're going to find and face our adventure. Yeah, that's fantastic. I was just wondering, uh, just because I'm, I'm just really intrigued about this, and I'm intrigued probably more so because of my own failures, but then also maybe some future work of mine. Um, you said your son's 22, right? Correct. My son is 22. Yeah. I was just wondering, how how have you invited him into adventure, like growing up, or or is this something that you've you've come to terms with later, or maybe you, you've just learned later, but have you been able to invite him into this adventure or maybe even through initiation when he was younger or, or what happened? You know, what was that timeline like for you? That's a great question because I think as fathers or as mentors, we do have the responsibility to help the younger guys uh, grow into men. And a part of that is to take on that adventure. I've certainly tried to, you know, I think uh, there'd be a great question to ask my son and mm-hmm. to get his perspective on it. But, but yes, I've, I've sought to do that. And I'm sure I've, at times I probably did it better than at other times, mm-hmm. but I, I think probably answer it in a couple of ways. First of all, I didn't shelter him. Okay. I, I you know, I, um, I didn't, you know, as when he was a kid, you, obviously there are things you don't want them to be exposed to until they're really ready. But I, I didn't seek to protect him from the challenges of the world or the mm-hmm. ugliness of the world or the way in which the world will, cry, uh, will try to come and, and, and take something from you. I, I wanted him to, when he didn't have to fight the battle all by himself, I wanted him to grow into understanding that and to understand it was going to take a mental toughness to be an adult and it was going to take a challenge. And I mean, you're going to have to face your challenges. And it's going to take sacrifice mm-hmm. and you're going to make your choices and you're going to pay your prices. So think, think about the choices you make now. Uh, 
think about and, and choose wisely. Uh, I've also had the opportunity with him to take him on a couple of adventures. We've traveled around. We've gone to other countries and other parts of the nation. And he's a gifted filmmaker in his own right. Hmm. And uh, he and I went to Colombia. We haven't used much of that footage yet, but we did go to Colombia recently. And he did all the videography for that. He, he was, uh, led that. And so I hope in some way he, um, you know, had an opportunity to to live that adventure with his father. Oh, right on. That's great. I love that. Um, I just, and, and you know, that's one of the things that I've, I've trained my son up with this, this thought and belief that men do hard things. Like we just do hard things. It's like when other people can, can, re, you know, they remove themselves from adversity. Men have to face that adversity. That's mm-hmm. just one of the high calls of manhood is, is to do that and to face that adventure. And, uh, in the adventure is what I found, uh, is adventure is the thing that's right in front of you. You know, I mean, all of life could be an adventure. It's, you know, <laughs> loving, loving a woman is an incredible adventure. You know, doing that as an adventure, raising kids is an adventure, you know, going off, uh, uh, for me now going on a missions trip, I'm no longer in the Navy. So going on a missions trip, there's adventure there, you know, serving someone, uh, just even meeting with somebody who sees the world differently. I'm like, there's adventure there. Uh, so I, I think that's great. And I think the fact that you invited your son in on that journey is just, that's great. And I think that speaks very highly of you to be intentional in that regard. So Thank you. Why, yeah, of course. So why the edge of adventure? Oh, oh, wow. This is, this is good, Chad. Thank you for asking that. You, this is not a question you prepared me for. I didn't know this one was coming. Why the edge of adventure? So, uh, different reasons why I, I believe that, um, the edge of adventure as you think too about the metaphor, as I said earlier, the program is a metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, it's adventure television it uh, highlights the stories and tells the stories of these great servants, people who are serving other people, giving of themselves to help others and to help um, preserve and take care of these great peoples and great um, communities and cultures around the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, but from the, uh, the metaphor of the edge of adventure, I happen to believe that when we um, get to the end of what we know. I think of it almost as a box. We're in a box. We're in, we're in our daily routine. We do our stuff every day and we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then anything out there that's on the other side of, of that box or outside the box, it's, the, it's the, the unknown. It's the part I don't, I'm not comfortable with. I'm not super uh, aware of what's going to happen. You know, right? That's that moment in time where you come to the end of what you know and you push out into the scary part. Yeah. That is the edge of adventure. The adventure is on the other side of that line. And mm-hmm. that's where, that's why I said bravery. It takes bravery to go across that line and to go out into it and to face it. And the adventure is on the other side of that line. And so that's why I, I really felt like the edge of adventure was an important concept. And the slogan that I use all the time is beyond status quo. Because mm-hmm. That is what we have to become fed up with, Chad. 
mm-hmm. is status quo. I, I can't just do what I've always done. Mm-hmm. And you know what it, what it would be for you or me or our children, kids, uh, our friends. I mean, it's all it's not the same. People listening to the podcast, it's not the same for everybody. But you do need to be brave and push past what you know and go beyond status quo. And I promise you, if you do that, you do it bravery, you're, uh, bravely, you're not going to be disappointed. Um, but yeah, uh, buckle up, guys. It's, it's going to take bravery. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you that too. What is, because uh, I, I picked up on that when I was watching the video and just observing your content, you're, you drew out the status quo. So apparently you're reading my notes. I don't know how you did that from Atlanta. But oh, that was great. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, that's, that's I, when I developed all this and when I, you know, began really just designing it and developing it. And, and it was all of it was just kind of, I guess in a way, just in my soul. And it was just the kind of thing I just had to sort through. I didn't understand it. couldn't put it into words. And it was a long process to kind of get to the point. Well, what, what is it? What is it that I feel? What is this passion I have? What does it mean? And who cares? Um, and, and, you know, began struggling with some of the, those questions. And once I got to, um, you know, you, you can't answer all those questions about yourself in one night. You just, you, you work, you work on it and you answer two or three of them. And then, you begin to put those building blocks together and the next thing you know, you're like, okay, I'm starting to get, get a picture of my, my mission here. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I mean, when, when a man gets fired up and he about a passion, you know, especially a passion that is one to lift up others, you know, because we can be passionate about the wrong things. And I mean, there's, you know, all sorts of, of, corruption that's happened in the world because people are passionate about the wrong things. So when I say this, of course, I'm talking about being passionate about honorable things like you're talking about. And it's just something that just lights up the masculine soul when a man finds his passion and then he works out of his passion. And that's just, you know, that people just are drawn into men who are passionate about a cause greater than themselves. And whether it's, it's the family or friends or community, I think, you know, or even just the extended community that we have socially now through the social networks, there's just something powerful about that. And people are just drawn to men of passion. So thanks for getting that, that message out. And, uh, you know, I talked about a man, about a man being passionate, but I just want to ask you this question. What does it take to be a man? The one word answer mm-hmm. would be strength. Mm. And uh, of course, that one word answer is, is, you know, it's a lot more complicated and a lot more difficult to mm-hmm. be strong than you know, it's, it's easy to say, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. You can say it, but being strong is the hard part. Mm-hmm. And it's important to be strong in all these different diff- different areas. It's important to be strong physically. Um, and um, it's important to be strong financially. Mm-hmm. And it's important to be strong mentally. And it's important to be strong emotionally. And, you know, these areas, we we do everything we can. And, and we, you know, none of us are perfect. And uh, uh, I can tell you I'm not going to win any... Uh, <laughs> win any challenges at the uh, the weightlifting competition um 
but it is important that we be strong. Right. And in particular, I guess it's important for us to be able to be emotionally strong so that for our families or for other people around us, when, when they have a challenge that shakes them to their core, mm-hmm. where are you as a man? Are you in a position to help them? Are you, or are you freaked out about your own stuff? Or are you freaked right. out by, by what they come to tell you when they need you? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, uh, it's important to be strong. I mean, of course, you know, there's a lot of other ways I could answer that. It's important to be loving, of course, and sure, yeah. important to care about other people. But I, I think if you were to boil it down and to, to just one concept, the one that comes to my mind is strength. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and that actually coincides with the conversation I had with some friends this past weekend. I had the opportunity of sharing uh, at a conference, at a men's conference, and that was, I had the opportunity of talking about the four pillars of my work, intellectual, spiritual, physical, and relational. And of those pillars, it, uh, the way that I see it is the, the deeper that you, uh, that you root those pillars, the greater that you can actually add strength. So that was actually one of the words that I used in defining my work is these pillars uphold a man so they can be strong for others. And so they can sacrifice and so they can serve. Actually, that was the, that was the, uh, you know, kind of the cap off of what we talked about in that conversation. So I totally, I totally resonate with that message and that strength, what uh, in that resolve, you know, in, in all those areas that you said. So when it comes to being a man, I believe that, you know, there are men in our life or people in our life who have shaped us more than others. Who's had a, who's had the biggest impact on you as a man? Well, I, I, a great question. I really think of, um, I think of three guys, honestly, mm-hmm. um, clearly my own father who is a great man and taught me so many uh, good things about, uh, about being a man. Uh, I think about my grandfather, my mother's father. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, and I, I was young. I mean, I guess he passed away when I was maybe around 20, somewhere in there, maybe a little, mm-hmm. little younger. And so I was younger. It was my younger years, but I remember the strength in, in this older man. Mm-hmm. And he was 84 when he passed away. And I, I think like, my gosh, if I make, if I make it 84 or beyond, I want to be like him. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I think about how his grace and his humor and the way that he loved and took care of the people that that he loved i mean if he loved somebody he took care of him he was just a good man um and then i think the third is a guy i won't mention his name here but just a a guy in the community um who was there for me uh through some very very difficult times Mm -hmm. and met him through one of the mentor programs at my local church uh, in atlanta and he didn't know me. He didn't need to help me. He wasn't related to me, but he stepped up and helped me at a time when I was very weak mm-hmm. and my life was in shambles. Wow. And, and he helped me learn when, when it was really not a good time for me. 
he helped me learn how to be a man. And it was primarily, I think, if it was primarily strength that that I learned from him. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because you you say that you learned strength from him, but also what he was modeling for you as service. Because he stepped up to help you in in your place and he didn't need to, you know, he or he didn't have to, he wasn't obligated. He just kind of sounds like he just kind of stepped into the gap. And uh, and that's what men should do. You know, men who are are outside of themselves and and who I believe are 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 growing and maturing and becoming stronger and better men, I think that we will have you know, look for and seize those opportunities like this gentleman did for you. And and that's amazing, you know, that uh, these he just has any, that kind of impact on you is really, really fantastic. So let me ask you this. Was there something about being a man that you feel like you were ill-prepared for? I could answer it maybe in a couple of different ways, but the one that comes to mind first is I I was ill-prepared for the the death of my best friend when wow. we were we were young, early twenties, and we'd grown up together, and it was sort of the loss of of innocence, I guess, for me. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I mean it, that would be a terrible thing for any of us to have to go through at twenty one. I'm not saying yeah. it's common, but oh, that experience shook me to the core. And of course, I, I grieved and I missed him and had to go through all of that. But I, I that was early in the moving into to manhood, right, as adulthood. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't prepared for the possibility of such a devastating loss. Mm. Yeah, and I can't even imagine how anyone would be at at twenty one. That actually reminds me of. A book that I read a while back, and he was talking about the two, what he calls the two halves of life. And he says that really the thing that a lot of people can live in the first half of life. And uh, and he says that really the, the only thing that gets someone into the second half of life is, is a death. And whether it's uh, a physical death, like your friend, or whether it's uh, death of a loved one or death of a dream or uh you know, some, some sort of crippling loss that an individual faces. And the interesting thing that that he talks about in the book is he talks about in in one, the first part of life is when we, when we are building a container. And he said in the second half of life is when you learn the value of what's in your container to, to pour out for others. So maybe, maybe you learn that lesson uh, early and endured all that pain just so that you can be the man that you are now and to, uh, and just have such a passion to serve, uh, and to you use your masculine strength to uplift others. Well, I believe in a thing that I've heard, you know, different, um, pastors and and teachers use, which is God's economy. Mm -hmm. God doesn't waste anything. Mm-hmm. And there may you may live through something horrible, and I'm going to go ahead and speak now to the audience and the guys out there listening. I mean, you may be going through something right now that is horrible, and the details about it I don't need to know them. I just know that you're going through something right now that 
that sucks mm. and in, in, in a, in a in a big way and it's, it's painful and it doesn't make sense. And you know, you may feel uh, devastated, mm. but the Lord is uh, with you and he's, he's working, working things mm. out in, in your life. And um, it's a, it's hard to trust that process when things are awful, but my word to you guys is just, you're not alone. Mm. And um, like, I like, used to say to my son as uh, he would go to bed every night, I would just remind him that line from, uh, from the movie uh, Gladiator, strength and honor. Mm. And, and when you're out there, you be brave, face this mess, whatever this mess is, face it, get through it, and um, you will come out on the other side stronger than you are now. Just be patient with the process and let God do his thing. Mm. That is a good word. That is a really good word. What about uh, what about this? Uh, look at the current situation with manhood and all the things that are said about men today. What a, what about manhood today concerns you? Oh, probably just the fact that uh, in a lot of areas in our culture, manhood is mocked and belittled and made fun of and demeaned. Mm. Um, it sends a confusing message, I think, to the younger generation, to the young guys. And I think it also sends a confusing message to, to the ladies, to the young ladies. Um, mm-hmm. Look, we're not all the same. I'm not, I'm not the guy that's going to all have to be the same and the way that, that we uh, carry ourselves or, or dress or speak is we're not all the same. That's not the point, mm-hmm. but the, the core of manhood to be someone who uh, protects his family and um, is, is a provider in his home and that looks out after other uh, people that, that he can care for in, in appropriate ways. Um, it, that's a, a really important thing to have in culture. And it's an important thing for us to embrace. And unfortunately, in a lot of ways, that stuff's kind of been made fun of. And then if you take that away from a guy, and we talked earlier about how important it is for us to have an adventure mm-hmm. and, and for us to, to um, we're sort of built for the adventure. And we, we need that in a positive way. But if you take that away from us or you take away our real purpose, um, and, and you kind of mock that idea. If, if the guy falls into thinking that, he kind of becomes lost. And that's what concerns me the most about uh, manhood in, in modern times. Hmm. So what in your life has helped you to be a stronger man, either physically, intellectually, spiritually, or relationally? Definitely pain. Uh, hmm. it, the the biggest growth that I ever went through was as a part of the worst time I ever went through. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I talked about the when I was younger, the death of, of my best, best friend. Mm-hmm. That was devastating. It was rough. Um, it was also devastating to, to go through a divorce and mm-hmm. um, to, to go from pouring everything into trying to make a life with a woman you loved 
to um, having to or being confronted with well, that's over and the future looks nothing like the past has looked mm-hmm. and it's going to require all this stuff that, that you don't feel prepared for, um, whether it's financially or emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I th- that was, that was tough. And for me, that was about 12 years ago as we sit here and record this now, that was about 12 years ago when that process started and it certainly, you know, took time and then getting on the other side of it and, mm-hmm. and, and becoming a new man, new kind of man mm-hmm. um, that took, that, that was a, um, process for me that took many, many years, but but it definitely came out of pain and it came out of the worst time in my life. So here's, here, let me be very clear. I'm not saying that a divorce will make you better. That's not what I'm saying because that's Mm -hmm. not what I would want anybody to fight for. You should fight uh, for the marriage, not for, um, not to be at, not to to get out of it. Mm -hmm. But when things happen in life and you don't want them and don't like them and can't control them and they're awful and they're painful. They're, if you will embrace it, you will learn from it. And I will just have to say, there's no doubt that that going through that shaped me mm-hmm. and has a, I think Chad, to be honest, it, it, it motivates me in terms of compassion, caring for other people and the pain they might be going through. Mm-hmm. It helps me know some of the pain that somebody's going through if they're going through something similar. And it it also helps me, I think, to not judge mm-hmm. because I was so humiliated by my divorce. Mm-hmm. I felt like the worst person Ever. I felt like a failure and I just felt like the worst person. I felt like everybody wow. hated me, you know, right, right early in the early days. I thought, okay, um, mm-hmm. I'm no, no. I, and you have to go through that. Sometimes you have to walk through that and come to grips with the, the truth. Mm-hmm. And certainly for me, I know that was a long answer, Chad, sorry, but uh, no, no worries. Going through that, buddy, that, that was, that shaped me. Mm-hmm. Well, I could see how it would. You know, there's a couple of times that you said, new kind of man. And you just, you said it just now when you answered, but then earlier you, you were kind of hinting at it, which I, I just wanted to to say this. Actually, that's the reason why I named my work the way that I did. It's a new kind of man that I'm thankful that when God made us, he didn't just punch out a bunch of widgets. So we're not all going to look alike, sound alike, talk alike. We don't have the same stories. You know, we have different woundings, different, different stages of healing we have, you know, ultimately, I think that we have one full purpose. Uh, to me, I think it's to glorify God and bring good in the world. Those two things kind of marry very well together, but we do that in just a myriad of different ways. So uh, a new kind of man, I love how you even said that because it does bring in the uniqueness of every man. And one of the things that I think is not that unique about men is oftentimes it does take pain to get our attention. Uh, We can just, just kind of cruise through life and all the men that I've worked with for years, uh, it's just proven over and over and over. We can get so comfortable, find the path of least resistance and just kind of settle into what we think is, is the good life. And then 
life comes to a screeching halt for one reason or another, and usually it's pain. So for you, and I thank you just for being vulnerable and, and sharing that story. I know that that will encourage a lot of men to uh, just you being open about that and not hiding that, but also just to encourage uh, just all the men, you know, uh, in a similar way, you do have a unique path, a unique story. There's things about your life that that have impacted you. And I believe that God wants to use those things to bring glory to himself and good in the world. And God never wastes a hurt. He never does. He never wastes a hurt. And in when we embrace that reality and we don't settle for selfishness or just, you know, pacifying our own wounds, uh, when we go to God with those wounds, Wow, that is an incredible thing. And then out of that is is a man like you, Adam. And just so uh, you could stand up and serve, you know, serve others and to kind of step beyond that. And um, and I just I just really know that you've had some victories in that regard. I realize it's been 12 years, but time does not heal all wounds. That is simply not true. So. Uh, I'm a firm believer that God can heal all wounds. Time does not heal all wounds. And I, part of my story has, uh, has been, uh, been true in that regard. So you mentioned Gladiator, which, I mean, I think every guy should watch Gladiator. If you haven't watched Gladiator, I mean, seriously, what, what's a guy doing? You know, it was like, basically it was the last good movie. I mean, it was uh, maybe right. not quite, but like they, they, they don't make them like they used to. And that was a fantastic movie. I agree. Oh, totally agree. So uh, I'm a reader and I was just wondering, is there a book uh, that you would refer the guys to? Again, some of the pillars of my work is, is spiritual, uh, relational, physical. And, uh, and I forgot the other one, but uh, there's four. I told you earlier, <laughs> but of those things uh, is, I believe that that reading is is a valuable part of that. So, what book would you recommend to uh, the listeners today? So, a book I read, and it's it's not a new book, and and so I know many of you guys have read it. You probably have have read it as well by John Eldridge, Wild mm-hmm. at Heart. Oh yeah, and Favorite. it's cert- yeah, it's it's a good one, and I remember. Uh, reading it, and I I read it during a time when when I was facing those some of those very very tough moments, but it but it did help it did help me to um, understand and embrace the calling that is that is on a man's life, mm-hmm. and I thought it just in in so many wonderful ways. It also talked about what a wonderful thing it can be and should be when when a man. Uh, you know, loves his wife and and leads her lovingly and um, cares for her lovingly. I just I remember uh, how important it was to me at the time, and uh, certainly stuck. Many of the principles have stuck with me, and I'm sure have influenced uh, my work as well. Mm. Yeah, the and uh, his element about adventure. I I brought a, a group of men through that book this summer, and that has been the outside of the Bible. It's been the single most influential book of the hundreds of books that I've read, and just an incredible, incredible book. Uh, chapters three, four, five, and six. 
have just remarkably changed my life. And when I brought them in through it this time, uh, I just got something else. And I've been going through that book, I think since 2001, maybe 2003, but I've been just going through it for years. And so I, like you, Adam, I just go back to it over and over and over. Uh, and when I go back to it, I just, I get new things from it and it just helps me. And I love what he, he talks about adventure. That was the, the first time that I really had an awakening in my own life that, oh man, it's an adventure to live. Right. It's a battle to fight, a beauty to rescue, and an adventure to live. That's the three kind of main tenets of that book. And, and so the adventure to live, and I was like, whoa, this explains my childhood of you know picking up a stick and it was no longer a stick it was either a sword or a bazooka or an m16 i mean it was just it was whatever the weapon was at the time and just my childhood so i, I just i could just visualize all of that with the adventure to live and uh, right. so i definitely see how that could have shaped your story very much so and yeah that gets back to what we said earlier of, of just how very um uh, undeniable, I guess. There's so many things that are are in us as as kids and as young men, as boys, that they need to grow and develop, and they need to come into their own, and they need to be applied appropriately. Mm-hmm. But we are who we are, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm uh, I'm that same kid that uh, you know used to dream about going to far off lands and. Uh, doing something, you know, I don't know, saving somebody or 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 doing something like uh, like you'd see in the movies, a hero would do, so on and so forth. But right. you know, life, real life is different, and real life requires a different kind of hero. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice to look at the the movies, and doesn't always work out like that. But my uh, appreciation for those servants around the world. They're the ones that I like. I'm like, man, they, these are the heroes. These are the guys and the gals that have chosen to uh, give up the comforts of home and to live in locations that are more dangerous and less comfortable than what they could have back home. And why would they do that? Why would they do that? Well, that's that's what we need to get to the bottom of in the, the television series, The Edge of Adventure. And we got to get to the bottom of that. I want to dig in and drill down and find out, okay, what makes you want to do this? Because I think when people share that, as mm-hmm. these men and women share their stories as to why they've chosen to do that and why they chose to serve other people and leave these lead these adventurous lives, I think the answers are going to be pretty inspiring. Well, I think they are too. So uh, as we wind down, is there any uh, new work uh, that you you want to talk about that you want the the listeners to know about and engage with? Uh, so anything new that's coming out that others need to be involved with? Well, thank you so much for the question. Thank you again for this opportunity to chat, get to know you, and mm-hmm. I look forward to hanging out in Atlanta next time you uh, get up here. Um, so. The, the biggest thing that people can do right now is just log on to theedgeofadventure.com or look me up online. You'll find me on just about every social media platform. You can look up The Edge of Adventure. You can look up Adam Asher and find me, uh, connect with me, let me hear from you. And that is honestly the biggest thing that people can do right now because 
I am working on some projects behind the scenes, not, not totally at liberty to talk about them, but there are some big things coming. I'm, I'm excited. I'm humbled. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, things are only just beginning and uh, humbled is, is really the, the, the key word here because uh, like I like to say, I stole this line from Jack Black, uh, mm-hmm. but I like to say it because it, it, it struck me funny when he said it, I'm just some dude. Mm-hmm. And it, it was funny in the moment. It was the way only Jack, Jack Black can say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I'm just some dude. I mean, honestly, I'm nothing special and I'm not, I'm not looking for compliments or anything like that. I just, I, I'm just a guy. Uh, I'm just a guy, but I do feel like I have come to, to grips with my purpose and some things I need to do with my life. And I, I think it's a, a, a pretty special fact that I know that because I haven't always known that I've spent time in my life. Where I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what to do next, but I grappled with some tough questions. I put some pieces together. Fortunately, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do this. And mm-hmm. if I can get more great people like yourself and some of the other great guys that we've connected with, just having your support uh, mm-hmm. online and you know telling other people uh, about the project, that's what I need right now. And mm-hmm. then very soon, I mean, certainly in the next uh, few months, depending on when you're listening to this, I, I, I hope to have some great new announcements. And as soon as I can, I'll, I'll share those. But working on all that stuff behind the scenes. Awesome. Well, it uh, it's a compelling story that I think that the listeners will definitely want to jump in on. You have such a, a clarity to your purpose and your calling, and uh, and that is inspiring in itself. Just to see a man who's clear about what he's supposed to do, uh, the vision and just the path that you're taking is is obviously the one you're supposed to be taking. So, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And it has been, uh, it's been my pleasure to get to know you a little bit better. I look for other opportunities uh, for us to maybe uh, sit at a coffee shop or go have some, uh, some good food in Atlanta whenever I'm rolling up there next. So Adam, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And, uh, and for all of you listeners, you, uh, you need to go and check out theedgeofadventure.com. Be inspired. Look at the new work. And jump into it. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening to the New Kind of Man podcast. You've been given some good manly encouragement and now it's your turn. If you found today's content helpful, go tell a friend and please leave us a review. Also consider hitting that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now it's time for all of us to do what Theodore Roosevelt said. Create. Act. Get action. Do things. Be sane. Don't fritter away your time. Take a place wherever you are and be somebody. Get action.